Recorded live on DementiaRadio.org, it's the Funny Music Podcast. Brought to you by TheFunk.com, where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts, Devo Spice and the great Luke Ski. Hey, Devo Spice. Hey, Luke Ski. Joe J. Thomas in the house. Hello. Welcome, Joe. <laughs> and we will have a pre-recorded interview with Ukla the Mock coming up later in the show. Welcome to episode 675 of the Funny Music Podcast for Thursday, May 25th, 2023. The title of this week's episode is Trick Fireman, which I will put in the chat and you can try to work that into our conversations somehow because that's how we do things around here the dumb way <laughs> uh wildcard says he has a frozen video and no sound it's working for me and blacksmith says it's working for him so okay wildcard it's on you <laughs> all right all right let's do the catch-up thing Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week. Or else, Devo, if Luke failed and didn't show up. Hey, what? No, he's all right. So, Luke, what you been up to? Well, let me see. Um, Hung out with Kyle a couple of times over the weekend because it was his birthday, so that was fun. Uh, he He and Lindsay went to... The Scum and Villainy Cantina for the first time, which is a nerd bar in downtown L.A. that's done up like, you know, the Star Wars Cantina. So that was fun. Um, Yesterday, for the first part of the day, I went to Disneyland with Tony Goldmark and uh, rode um, uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and uh, rode Splash Mountain, which will, uh, you know, unless I go back to the park next Wednesday, which I might. Um, <laughs> you know, um, like they're they're closing it down so that they can refurb it and turn it into uh, Tiana's uh, uh, Bayou Adventure. So uh, I at least got to ride that version of that ride one more time. Um, I, there's a lot of stuff about it I forgot because I typically don't ride it because, uh, you know, it's like a water flume ride. And, you know, it's like I just hit a certain point in my life where it's like I don't feel like being wet if I don't necessarily need to be wet. <laughs> Yeah, I know the feeling. So, um, like, that's another thing with me is, you know, um, I don't know if any other people are like this. You know, I I guess I'm mainly aiming this question more at artists, but I generally don't like washing my hands unless there's a real specific need to wash my hands because I can't tell you the number of times growing up when, you know, like, oh, I have to, you know, do something. Oh, I have to wash my hands. Oh, I get my hands wet. And then I go back to some drawing I'm working on and I put my hand on the paper and then, like, whole bunch of water gets on the paper and smears what i just drew and like ruins everything it's like yep. i've had that happen yeah at some point it's like it's like fine no more washing my hands i'm basically a raccoon so, I, yeah. I will wash my hands at the drop of a hat and you know they'll, they'll get sugar cubes and go wash their hands and it's like they dissolved yeah moron you can't <laughs> wash your hands twenty-seven thousand times a day so. <laughs> yeah so um Anyway, so yeah, so that was nifty. And today, um, it's been a while since I've uh, gone on one of my like you know get together lunch coffee type of dealies with uh, people for the purposes of networking. Uh, but I finally got around to doing another doing another one today. And the person I went to lunch with today, uh, getting to meet him for the first time ever, is a man named Steve Anderson, 
who uh, worked for Disney for 26 years. He's, he's not working with them right now. He's uh, trying to do other, you know, of his own stuff that isn't Disney related. Um, but uh, most significantly, he directed uh, the movie from 2007, Meet the Robinsons. Oh, cool. Absolutely love, uh, which um, uh, th- there's a song about Meet the Robinsons here on the thump. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, that song is called Wilbur Robinson, by the way, if anyone wants to look that up. And um, when that song first came out on the thump, somehow, you know, through the magic of the Internet, uh, he heard about it and, and like reached out and got in touch with me, you know, way back then. So I've been kind of, you know, uh, you know, uh, distant friends with him. And then eventually, uh, you know, we became Facebook friends. And now finally, for the first time, we actually got to meet in person and sit down. I mean, he's, he's done other awesome things, too. He uh, he directed the 2011 uh, theatrical animated Winnie the Pooh movie, the one that Disney so smartly released the same day as one of the Harry Potter movies. Yes. Good call. Um, <laughs> Which was one of your best callbacks ever at Nerdapalooza, <laughs> if you want to tell that story. Yeah. So, because, you know, you know, because it's the kind of, you know, Disney nerd I am. We were at Nerdapalooza in Orlando, and it's the weekend of the day that the Harry Potter movie slash the Wendy the Pooh movie is coming out. And I knew I wanted to head to the downtown Disney shopping area that's, like, free. You don't have to pay to get into it. Um, and I'm like... You know what? If I'm going to take the bus all the way out there, I might as well go to the AMC movie theater that's there and see Winnie the Pooh on the day it comes out, so I can support that movie because it's going to need the help, <laughs> and actually see you know this new Disney you know theatrical animated feature at a theater you know and you know the, the day it comes out blah blah blah. So I did that. That was fun. Got back to Palooza, and then that night on stage, it was Schaefer the Dark Lord, and I forgot the other person you know he was about to perform with. You know, and he's like saying on stage, like, you know, we're gonna do a song, and you know, some people might be into it. Uh, this new song of ours, it's a, you know, has something it kind of ties in with like a, a a new movie that came out today. You know, like he's like. I, I think he said song. something to the effect of, "This was a movie we've all been waiting for for a very long time." Words to that yeah. effect. Yeah, and that it was coming out that day, and then I just shouted, "Winnie the Pooh!" <laughs> and Schaefer was like, "Winnie the Pooh, yes, that's it." <laughs> Oh, that was awesome! Yeah, so uh, that, yeah, that was that was my little you know lame claim to fame moment at, at Nerdapalooza <laughs> that year. <laughs> uh, but um, so yeah, so it was cool to finally meet him, have lunch, and and you know um, uh, uh just finally you know you know kind of you know <laughs> kind of really give him you know the the full. You know, or the the more or less backstory of you know me and how I ended up out there, you know, working and trying to be a storyboard artist. And uh, you know, he was asking me about like, oh, how, you know, how things been going with Funny Music, and I told him about you know the latest album and stuff like that. And you know, um, yeah, he also worked. Uh, he was he 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 worked on The Emperor's New Groove, which is like like my second favorite Disney movie. You know, just before you know, uh, just your Aladdin's number one, and then it's, it's like Aladdin, Emperor's New Groove, Wreck It Ralph. Meet the Robinsons and Ralph breaks the internet. So, <laughs> so I told him about um, Tony's podcast and the fact that my guest choice was Emperor's New Groove, and that we, that you know, me, Tony, Kyle, and Lindsay just you know spent whatever it was two hours just talking about how much we love that movie. So, when I got back, I uh, I emailed him the Spotify link for uh, 
for needlessly meta and also the 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 the, the podcast link for the emperor's new groove episode of escape from vault disney so <laughs> so hopefully he'll have fun listening to those and i'm sure we're gonna you will likely you know keep in closer touch and like you know uh yeah just you know <laughs> it's, it's like he's not obviously he's not in the exact same boat as i am but he's basically at this point where it's like okay he wanted he's been he had been looking to step away from disney so we could try to figure out maybe do some of his own things he worked on uh that uh, the the season one of that the show Monsters at Work, the one based on Monsters mm-hmm. Inc., um, that came out a year or so ago. So, like, once he finished that up, he was like, okay, this is, like, my... <sighs> this is... It was, It kind of made sense, like, okay, this is going to be me taking my, you know, my, my graceful exit from Disney, you know, on good terms and figure out some stuff. So he's, like, in his own way trying to figure out what's next for him, and I've been trying to, you know, get another boarding job and figure out what's next for me, so... So yeah, so we're just gonna you know keep in touch and stuff, and and we already have plans to um, get together on Zoom uh, in a couple weeks for a specific reason, and I will reveal what that is later. So, but yeah, just awesome fun stuff. What have you been up to? Uh, well, we also had a birthday. Connor turned nineteen on Friday, and uh, teenagers are jerks. It's just a like. <laughs> Like he didn't want to have a party, didn't want to have any of the relatives over or anything like that. Didn't like refuse to let me and Jen take him out to dinner and everything. I was like, fine. So I, I just, the present I bought him, like I didn't even take it out of the Amazon box. I just tossed it in his general direction. Said happy birthday. So <laughs> that's what it's like having teenagers. Um, so we spent most of the weekend finishing up the remodeling in the bathroom. We are almost done. Just have a couple of little things to, to clean up. We got the floor down, the grout's in, you know, tiles down, the grout's in, the new toilet's in place. It doesn't leak. Hallelujah. Um, you know, and it, it, there's a couple of little, like, cleanup things we need to do still. But otherwise, for the most part, it, we have a functioning bathroom again, which is very nice. Um and then on Monday, I did a talent agent workshop with my acting class where we got on Zoom with uh, three different talent agents. And I did a scene uh, with my teacher and got some feedback and uh, it went it went pretty well. Uh, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. They enjoyed the scene. They thought I did did a good job. And, you know, I haven't heard anything from them since. So probably won't at this point. But, you know, it was it was a good experience anyway. Um and that's about it. He, I hear. I've other than that, I've just been trying to get ready for Balticon, which is this weekend. I leave tomorrow. I'm planning to rehearse my set after the show tonight. So, yay! Um, yeah, I just haven't had a lot of time to do much of anything. So, yeah, I realized. <laughs> I realized earlier today. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm doing Steve Goody's thing on Monday. I should maybe." talk to him about (laughs) (laughs) like the why and the how and the what time and the details so that the things can happen you know (laughs) the things and the glavin and the moisen gain you gotta plan out all those things all right so joe what have you been up to uh (laughs) i can i can totally empathize with the remodel because i was I, i was in spain and my wife came back to do some work and while she was here as she is wont to do she bought a condo not a whole building just one unit and she's like you should probably come back to look at where we might live and i'm like okay <laughs> so um and it's not um it's in it's in a good 
area, nice building, but the condo probably hasn't been touched since it was built and everything. No, there's nothing. We can't save anything. We, we just had like the, the asbestos removal guys in. Oh, geez. And then like our contractor came through and he has ripped out most of the kitchen, both bathrooms and the flooring. And he's like, yeah, you're just going to need all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that's been occupying a good deal of my time. I can but imagine. Aside from, that, uh, aside from that, I've been, I've actually been doing, um, I've, I'm in a, a dub, uh, uh, animation, uh, anime dub called Konu, Konu Suba, and it's on Crunchyroll. And the interesting thing about this one is it's 12 episodes, but they're doing something called a simul dub, where they release the Japanese, and then a week later, they release the English dub. So every week, I, I've had, like, a session, because they're like, hey, your character's in this week, and we're due next week's. <laughs> so oh, okay. It's got to get done. So um, that's been actually really cool, because uh, it's been getting some... Uh, catching some some uh, stuff on Twitter and people are like, oh, here's a cool scene and congratulations to the cast. I don't usually catch it when it's live because they just released, you know, 12 episodes and it's all English dub. And here they're kind of waiting for it. So that's a different thing for me. Yeah. Nice. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. What was what was the name of it? Konusuba. Uh, and then it's got a long ass name after the end, uh, the Explosions in the Real World Volume 3 subchapter 27 or because <laughs> it's it's i'm sure it's from like some manga and yeah it's, it's like a long-running series that they just decided to animate one of the versions of but it's it's a cool story it's like a little magic academy except um the magicians are all kind of younger kind of harry potterish um but not because they do things like you know blow stuff up and it's it's generally kind of a funny I'm one of the teachers, and he he sounds ridiculously like uh, like Charles Charlton Heston. So, you know, <laughs> at some point, I'm sure they'll have me say, "You damn dirty apes!" Yeah, right. <laughs> done with that. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. yeah, I think Kyle and Luke were talking about anime with really long titles yeah. on their show. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed that yeah. conversation because I don't watch anime hardly at all. It's, it's one end or the other. It's either like a one-word title, like Monster, and that's it. That's the whole title. Or it's like, welcome to our wonderful world with unicorns and, and things, and here's a few Japanese words thrown in that you won't understand. And I'm like, why is it so long? And the studio will actually not use the name at all. They'll just take the first letter from each thing, and they'll just call it that. So it's like KS3 number four number sign it's like oh okay. it's like just call it trick fireman that'll work just do that <laughs> tag all right so uh you posted a song yes i did give us a quick intro we'll give it a listen and i'll play the video for the people watching at home uh this is about a mom who was a surgeon at a hospital and uh, now is a surgeon at her home here is Dr. Mom. I wrote down by Ookla the Muck. That is not by Ookla the Muck. Our other song is by Ookla. <laughs> Here is Dr. Mom by Joe J. Thomas. Dr. Mom. 
I get home from school and there's a body on the kitchen table. Dr. Mom comes through the door and tells me his condition's stable. Mom's a genius surgeon with a lot of dedication. But every time she brings work home, I'm in need of medication. Down in our family basement is the convalescent ward. In the attic lives a psycho who's got free room and board. Dr. Mom says it's all just a temporary situation. But after all the stress, I'm gonna need a permanent vacation. Sponge. Wipe. Clamp. Home. Work. Champ. It's the liver and onions she made us for our dinner. But none of us is really sure if it's cow or if it's someone's innards. Dr. Mom, we gotta talk, there's something that I wanna say. It's that you lost your job last year, but there has to be a better way. You know we love you, Dr. Mom, with all our heart and soul. I think a new career next year might be a pretty awesome goal. Dr. Mom is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Oh, so this is a sitcom. Um, yeah, well, it, uh, the, the, the impetus for this one, strangely, I, I work with a, um, uh, an improv troupe called Queen City. They're out of uh, North Carolina, I believe, North, North Carolina. And, but they're global. So the group I play with is called uh, Horrible Friends of Mine. And uh, I did a theme song for Horrible Friends of Mine a while back. And the person running the group said, hey, we've got another group and they're doing improv that's a medical-based drama and they'd like a song to go with it. And so I wrote Dr. Mom and they have a different tagline at the end of theirs because theirs is called um, Mom's Anatomy, which I thought was a really freaky name. <laughs> um, so so I wrote, I, I found a piece of music and I wrote this to it and I'm like, this has a real like Friends 90s kind of sitcom yeah. vibe to it wrote uh, wrote the skeleton for it haha and <laughs> and uh st strangely okay so just saying so you know, my wife is a lawyer and most of the time my humor i think she's in the category of she gets it but she doesn't laugh at it so yeah uh, <laughs> my wife's yeah. the same way she like she doesn't think it's funny she just yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think the the best compliment i got was on my my prior song which where sh she said oh this is surprisingly funny <laughs> Yes. Just like the, just like that, just deadpan delivery. This is surprisingly funny. Hey, high praise. Okay. <laughs> so on this one, I'm like, hey, can you look at these lyrics? And I did like a draft version and, and I need some help on this section and this section. She's like, why don't you put in a piece where they don't know if they're eating something from a body or something from a cow? I went, okay my wife said that should i be concerned <laughs> <laughs> um so i put that in and then i got to the animated p 
piece and I said, I don't have anything for this part where they love mom. She said, put in some beating human hearts. I'm like, okay, I'm, there was a reason why I married you and this is probably it. <laughs> so kudos to my wife for two great suggestions that I used. And Good contributions to the song, yeah. And now I can't sleep at night. So, yeah. Uh, got that it's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, I think I'm going to work on merch for it. I'm going to have a line of scalpels and a junior phlebotomist toolkit. And if you need help modifying an operation game, I can help you with that because I've done that. So wow, hey, that's a that's a killer <laughs> idea. Yeah, the Doctor Mom version of the operation yeah. game. Yes, yeah, that's that's merch. That is merch. <laughs> Where the real money from the song is made. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know. <laughs> I don't even know what else to ask you about this song. It pretty much covers it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 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 self it's self contained unless, you know, I come up with a sequel to it at some point where mm -hmm. she gets a job as a, you know, nuclear research technician and then brings that home instead. That'll be season two. Season two, yeah, yeah. By the way, did you know? Did you guys notice that online the the Brady Bunch house is for sale? I and think somebody did point me to that. Yeah, it got remodeled and it looks now the inside. It was just the outside, but now the inside looks just like the Brady Bunch home. Nice. And they want like five point five million dollars. Yeah, I'm of sure course they do. I'm yeah. sure it's in L.A. somewhere, but yeah, I've I've driven by it. It's in the valley. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you have a spare $5.5 sitting around gathering dust, you can have that. It's the kind of thing where it's like, I heard it was in a specific area of the valley and I kept delivering, like, places. And then I would always see, like, because, you know, on Google Maps, like, if there's any things of note, they'll just have, like, a little pin and it'll say, like, and it's like, Brady Bunch House. And it's like, oh, it's a, well, whatever. And then, like, one day I was, you know, I got close enough to it where I was like, you know what? Screw it. I, after I make this delivery, I'm just going to drive over to it just so that I can look at and ha look at it and have seen it in person. <laughs> it's like, yep, yeah, that's the Brady Bunch house, all right. <laughs> Did it still have the AstroTurf on the front yard? I think they had regular uh, <laughs> turf. The other, the other thing like that was I was making a delivery and I saw that it, um, like it, it, like one of the pins said something like, you know, like. Like Michael Scott's Disco Break Room. And I'm like, wait, what? And then I saw next to that, it said like Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. And then when I got there, I looked and like, it's, it. the building is actually, you know, a studio where they film other stuff, but it is the building they used for, you know, all the, for the office. So oh, for the exterior shots. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they have a huge gate up there now, so you can't really get in and see it. But like, just from the street, you can look up like, oh yeah, that's Dunder Mifflin, you know. <laughs> wow. Cool. Nice. I have to imagine, you know, because the show takes place in Scranton, it's like it was somebody's job to have to, like, go out and, like, dump fake snow on the ground <laughs> at various points just to be like, no, this isn't Southern California. This is Pennsylvania. I will tell you from personal experience, you do not want to replicate Scranton anywhere. <laughs> so is there anything else you're working on that you're allowed to talk about? Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> No, no. Did but, anything uh, come the, out recently? Recently, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> just the just the Konosuba one, and then the the usual song nonsense that I 
that I put out on Joe's Dump. Joe'sDump.com. Joe'sDump.com. Yes. So, is there anything else you want to you want to plug or talk about? Uh, I want the Brady Bunch home, but my wife thinks it's hideous. She does not like the orange uh, kitchen counter. Mm. So, obviously, we're not going to have. I see. I would only buy it if it came with Alice. Ooh, or or an Alice uh, robot. An Alice robot, yes. Yeah. What's the what's, what's the name Alice of the robot, robot from the Jetsons? Um, Rosie. Rosie, yes. Rosie. I'll take Rosie. I'll take Alice or Rosie, one of the two. Gas, Mister J. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard the? Um, uh, I don't know if I want to call it a conspiracy theory or not, but the 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 theory that the Jetsons and the Flintstones take place at the same time. And the Jetsons are up in the clouds and the Flintstones are on the ground. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's dystopian. Yeah. It's like society has, you know, collapsed to the point where like all the rich people live in the clouds and all the poor people live on the ground and they've devolved to the Stone Age leftovers. And that's that's how which society is, works now. Which is why, like, they have things that are meant to recreate modern technology yeah. things but they're all made of like stone and you know that little animals in them and stuff like that yeah <laughs> yep see it makes sense very clever mr <laughs> bond <laughs> i'd love to see them actually do something with that and make it canon but <laughs> <laughs> it it's a possibility they like reusing stuff so. yeah oh, sorry reimagining reimagining yes re-imagining. making requels and things <laughs> All right, so you have anything you'd like to plug? No, that's all for me. Just enjoy your night, your day, your your thing, and music and stuff. Oh, by the way, I did I did uh, give a, I did love uh, love the Mox uh, song, so that's coming up. So that so is coming stay up. Stay tuned for that, even if I can't stay tuned. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Cool. Thanks, guys. And uh, we will catch you next time. Yeah. Bye. Watch this David is the Letterman fun. Stick. Each stupid human and Patrick, he'd jump on a wall and stick in a suit made of Velcro. That Larry Bud Melman was all the rage, and Biff Henderson managing the stage. So slow. I don't like those peaches. They are full of stones. A video for MTV. That's the Funny Music Project at thefump.com. T H E F U M P.com. What a bottle of you, who, what you gonna do, do? Said do do. Let's get a ship in a flame, let's go crossbones. Let's sail to the seven seas and never come home. Let's get some hooks and a locker from Davy Jones. Yes, I'm excited. Let's be pirates. Let's start the Time for funny music news. Something, something, something. In the news, the soundtrack for Weird, the Al Yankovic story, is now finally available in physical media form. It's been available on streaming for some time, but now you can pick it up on CD or vinyl as your heart desires. The vinyl is expensive. It's like $37 or so. Um, I, I ordered that, like, a while back, like back when around the when the movie came out, like is did this... you did you get it a while back? 
or yeah, oh, maybe it was maybe it's just the vinyl that just came out because one of the two just came out. Yeah. Uh, Fump ninety eight is now available. It shipped to subscribers last weekend, and I finally got it up in the store at the Fump got Fump dot com. It features all of the songs from March and April of 2023, including Let's Be Pirates by Knuckleheads, The Letterman by The Great Luke Ski, I Like Bananas Because They Have No Bones by the New Orleans Steam Cog Orchestra, Poisoning Pigeons in the Park by Insane Ian, and many, many more, plus an interview with The Great Luke Ski about his new album, Needlessly Meta. Pick it up now at the store at thefump.com. Yay! Uh, it's not go ahead. <laughs> that one is not available on vinyl. No, it, it will not be, <laughs> unless I get my own lathe cut machine in, in this room, and I don't have that kind of money lying around. Um, the Misbehaving Mavens, I believe we mentioned in the past, are uh, calling it quits. They have a couple of uh, final shows lined up, one of which is happening right now, but the their last official song, <coughs> excuse me, is going to be taking place June 30th at Jammin' Java in Vienna, Virginia, uh, with the PDX Broadsides opening for them. Tickets are available at jamminjava.com. And they still have a bunch of merchandise available, which you can pick up at misbehavenmavens.bandcamp.com. And Fumpfest has our first sponsor for 2023. Hooray! Bob O'Leary Photography. Bob O'Leary is a professional photographer based in Tallahassee, Florida. He started out as a photojournalist working for major daily newspapers and with United Press International Wine Serv Wire Service. Sorry, Published in People Magazine, Times, uh, Stern, Stern, yeah, Newsweek, and many other national news magazines and daily newspapers across the globe. He now works in Tallahassee, Florida, where he runs the Photo Studio, F-O-T-O Studio, Bob will be on hand at FumpFest taking pictures, so he'll be documenting the entire thing. Cool. And the Fump main newsletter went out today, featuring the Fump 98, FumpFest, Mikey Mason's new album pre-orders, videos, and many more. If you're not on our mailing list, you can view it online at tiny.cc slash fump0523 for May of 2023. tiny.cc slash fump0523. All right, you got anything else? Yes, uh, let me pull up a draft of a thing. Uh, nope, it's not there. It is, there it is. My 2007 album, Bay Conspiracy, featuring my documentary show hits You Don't Know Jack and Dementia Revolution, as well as the songs Bacon, One Night in Quark's Bar, It's a Fanboy Christmas 2, The Wrath of Claws, Getting Giggity With It, It Takes Who, etc., is now on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and more. So, hooray for that. <laughs> the, the, the notable thing about this is, since uh, we have finally hit an album, that has material that I made before the Fump came out. There are tracks on there that are not that haven't been uh, on Spotify or iTunes or anywhere because they were pre-Fump. The most significant of that would be my original version of "You Don't Know Jack." So, so there you go. You can finally add that to your playlists and stuff. So, so that's a thing. All right. Our second song of the week is a new song by Ookla the Mock, another song they did as a Kickstarter reward. Here is Invader Zim. Invader Zim. 
leads him to a backwater world As far away as they thought they ever possibly could Hurled him into space all alone Banished from a zirkin home Invaded Zane Blame for a failure then exiled the chain All alone, remember Gers there, banished from a Zirkin home, invaded Zim, invaded Zim. It was grim and several synonyms when you said we were through. You were my fiance, and then you sent me away like invader Scooge. Did you Zim? You left me. I am here with Ookla the Mock. How you doing, guys? Welcome back. Doing well. Good to be here. Thanks for inviting us. So uh, tell us about Invader Zim, your song, not the show. <laughs> well, we'll talk about the show, but yeah. let's talk about your song first. Yeah, we should probably start with uh, this was uh, one of the uh, uh, custom villain reward songs from the uh, Needle Juice uh, you know, crowdsourcing that we did last year. Mm-hmm. This one. Uh, uh, it was actually uh, uh, requested by Jason McLean himself. 
Uh, oh, cool. so, so we felt the pressure was on to, to you know, to give him something, uh, you know, that, that he'd be happy with. And uh, put out a was, good song or I'm not putting out your album. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so we were, uh, and this was of the, of the, of the songs we wrote for that. This was the one we, the first one, I think we really cracked musically and yet it was the slowest burn. Like we kind of like, you know, let it simmer on the back burner for a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, we can talk about uh, it went through quite a lot of changes in terms of the arrangement. But Adam, is there anything you wanted to say kind of at a preliminary? Well, yeah, just that uh, we decided to go a different way on the arrangement of the song than we had gone. Uh, we had a couple different ideas of how to proceed going forward with recording. Uh, now that, uh, you know, I, I can no longer play guitar or piano due to the stroke that I had. So uh, because we decided to, uh, uh, you know, go a couple different ways, we're probably going to pursue both of these ways in the future. One was, uh, you know, we recorded it. Uh, we created all the instruments digitally right in the recording studio. Okay. Uh, uh, the for our last song, which was uh, uh, Bill Gravity Safe Gravity Falls song, and then uh, this one we uh, contacted our old friend Jeff Thomas, uh, who is a producer in the pop rock industry, and uh, had him. We sent him like a demo of the song and had him do the instruments, and uh, we were really surprised with the result we got back from him. At first, surprise being a, a kind word. For uh, our first reaction, because uh, it was it, he he did it at a, at a very slow tempo and uh, it used all uh, like eight oh eight like eighties uh, you know synthesizer sounds to create all the percussion and everything. It was a very odd. Uh, yeah, like when like the demo that you know that we had created was. Uh, Actually, one of the reasons we were nervous about it was that it ended up, it sounded a lot like Bill Cipher. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like Bill Cipher is pretty much, you know, we recreated our demo in the studio with Doug, you know, and, and this one, the demo was similar enough where like, man, we, you know, we didn't want them to, you know, have two songs in a row that kind of had a similar, you know, and again, you know, melodically, they're very different, but we were, you know, uh, I guess nervous about that, but man, that, that so that's why we brought in Jeff, but the demo that, that we delivered to Jeff was faster than the tempo was faster than what the final song was but what he originally delivered back to us was slower than what the final one was so a it was lot like, slower. really yeah it was like do 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 you know like it was that slow and we were both like what and it, especially like it would have been weird for you not having heard our original demo but going from you know fairly fast to this was it was like what is happening and so, uh, but then, you know, the three of us got together on Zoom and we talked, um, you know, and then he kind of, uh, he also, in, in typical Jeff fashion, what he delivered to us, you know, was conceptually great, but but very weird and didn't pay attention to the song form or any of the lyrics at yeah. all. You know, it was like... <laughs> like he sang it himself on the uh, de on his demo, and he sang "Commander Zim" instead of "Invader Zim," just because he didn't remember, and he doesn't. Yeah, and he didn't. You know, the song form we were like didn't think it yeah, mattered. But yeah, but we were. But you know, once we got our brain around it, we were like, oh yeah, we really liked the parts that he had. You know, you know, we just kind of so you know we kind of worked it out the three of us, and uh, 
you know, then he delivered us, you know, what we have here. And then, you know, uh, and then, you know, kind of, well, actually he delivered just the instruments. And then I kind of put vocals on it just so that, you know, Adam would have a prayer of knowing, you know, because it got like, you know, I had it in my head enough that I was able to hear what Jeff was doing. But then, you know, and then we basically, then we also, then we went into Watchmen with Doug, recorded the vocals. We ended up replacing some of the drums and, you know, doing a bit of editing here and there. But most of what you're hearing is is what Jeff delivered uh, instrumentally. And then Adam and I just put our vocals down and uh, we were, and we were, I mean, you know, I, I'm still, I mean, I'm a huge XTC fan. Uh, and I think Adam is also a fan and we're obviously yeah. both huge They Might Be Giants fans. And this definitely has kind of an early XTC, early They Might Be Giants vibe to it. So for sure. You know. Yeah. Are these real instruments or, or digital? Uh, combination. Uh, most of what you're hearing is, you know, like the guitar is all real guitar. Okay. And I, I'm pretty sure the bass is, you know, actually, you know, real bass. Uh, the drums are not real. The, the bass is know. not real. The bass is, uh, uh, synthesized. Okay. Uh, the, but it, it's it's definitely more synth than we've used in the past. But uh, you know, it's got a you know a fairly live rock kind of sound yeah. to it. I think it doesn't sound yeah, like even like that that very uh, you know that kind of real quiet keyboardy bridge thing. That's actually guitar. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that, yeah, um, I mean, it doesn't you know, it doesn't sound you know artificial or synthy or yeah. anything. I mean, that's but I mean, but I you know, like like when I first heard it, I thought it was a keyboard part. But if you listen, like just to the attack, you can tell that it's you know being played on a guitar. I, I was mostly curious because he delivered you an original demo. I was wondering if he had to re-record all of the instruments for the the new version, or if he was able to just you know. No, no, he was able to. No, he. <laughs> yeah, well, I think again, like Jeff's such a gifted performer that you know like one of the things with jeff it's like it's it's often much quicker for jeff to like sit down and play the you know the drum part or the bass part or the, or the guitar part than it, or the keyboard part than it is for him to mess around with you know what i mean like yeah. it's you know like for him like if we're gonna you know like for us we're he, you know like let's change something and so we'll spend all this time you know digitally manipulating it jeff will just say oh just give me the guitar and i'll play the whole thing again and get it done yeah. in the time it takes to listen to the song you know? okay. I, I always said that about mike mallory the session bass player that we work with that he he if he goes through a whole four minute song and he misses one little section rather than punching in this section he's just like i, I can do better than that i'll play it again and he, yeah. he does the whole song again and he'll yeah, play well, the whole thing perfectly it's you know yeah, if you yeah if you want to uh if you if any of you out there have wondered like i don't really always understand you know or appreciate bass within pop or rock music like next time you listen to ukulele the mock like just listen for the bass and realize that you know the extent to which so many ukulele songs you know are are just you know like the 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 most impressive thing in it is mike mallory's bass part you know he's just sure. um you know he's, he's most of the time gifted. because that's exactly what we told him we wanted yeah you know we like this song needs something really extra cool that's those were my well and that's and, and <laughs> with, with mike i mean you know most most rock music you know you tend to record the drums and the bass and maybe a rhythm you know a chordal instrument like a rhythm instrument you know and you know that's the you know the ground level and then you build on that with leads and vocals but in the vast majority of really every everything luca's done like mike has shown up after we've recorded everything yeah you know, the drums, all the guitars, the keyboards, all the vocals. And then Mike finds this amazing bass thing 
that so most people would assume to the next would, level. yeah people would assume that we wrote the song around that bass figure you know because oh just, cool yeah he's so uh again I, I i tell the story a lot but he with mike it's about like it just goes from his brain to his fingers without translation like he can just close his eyes and think of a part and then go like that and then he lays the part like the first time yep. he's ever heard the part in the real world is when he's recording the bass part with his fingers which to me yeah, it's like bass part to fly he wrote in front of us and he said play the song play it again play it again okay now quiet please and he yeah. sat there with his bass in his hands not playing for uh you know four not minutes that long yeah you know and then he's like okay let's go and he played the bass parts of that song almost exactly as it appears now. <laughs> you know, he yeah. it's magic. Very, I don't know how people yeah, do no, that. Exactly. Way, you know? Yeah, I was gonna say, like, you know, because if I come up with a part in my head, it's like you know, 40 minutes for me to find the part on the guitar. Yeah, I'm, I'm and the then same a week way for me to learn the part to the point yeah. where I could perform it without embarrassing myself. You know what I mean? So which is why I'm a songwriter, <laughs> <laughs> not a guitarer, you know, but um all right. So we're talking about Mike, and he didn't even play on this song. So, no, he didn't. <laughs> so but, but uh, were you guys uh, familiar with the Invader Zim show before this song came oh, up? Yes, uh, for sure. I was a big yeah. fan. Uh, you know, not when the show came out, I didn't know about it. Um, I wasn't watching Nickelodeon at that time, and um, some friends of mine were like, uh, you know, uh, some some friend that we had just met. They said. Boy, she reminds me of Gur from Invader Zim. I'm like, what's that? So we got home and they started showing me Invader Zim. And after a couple episodes, I'm like, that reminds me of so and so. And they're like, that's <laughs> why we're showing you this show in the first place, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. I was a fan of. I was. A, what's his first name? Is Jonan or Jonan? Jonan Vasquez. Yeah. Jonan Vasquez. Yeah. I was a fan Jonan, of like Squee and Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, the comics. And so I was kind of aware of him. And then Adam, you know, around this time was like, oh, have you, you know, have you seen, you know, Zim? And I had like read a couple of the comic stories, but I hadn't really, wasn't even aware of the cartoon. And then Adam, you know, he probably handed me a DVD at that point, I would imagine, as far back as that was. Yeah. Um, it, or VHS tape. <laughs> the two. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely. Um you know, we were, you know, and, you know, I mean, obviously we hadn't, I hadn't thought about Invaders in for quite some time. Um, so uh, it wasn't like, you know, we, we definitely, you know, did, did, you know, I did read the Wikipedia page to refresh ourselves uh, yeah. as, as we often do. And again, this one, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, we're talking about this before that it's definitely more of a kind of a rant, a throwback to the really early days of Ookla songwriting. And that like, before we really, we wrote the songs that were on like, the Rain and Adam tape, uh, which is, you know, our kind of pre-less than art project, uh, before we really had discovered the idea of Filk or that we could play at science fiction and comic book conventions. And so while all the songs had nerdy references, we didn't really have the courage to like write a song about Mr. Ward for about yeah. Aquaman. You know, it was just, we're going to reference Spider-Man. We're going to reference, you know, this thing. Yeah. And so a lot of it was like, oh, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, the, the Wolfman as a metaphor you know what I mean, for right, a for relationship. relationship. And, and so, yeah, in some ways this, you know, we kind of hit a wall with the lyrics to Zim. Um, and we were like, well, we can, you know, we were like, Do we, I guess we're gonna have to go back and watch the show again. And Adam's like, or we can just, you know, make it a metaphor. <laughs> and Adam had the, the great idea of this, like, this is making it, you know, like, it'll be, you know, and he was right. that It'll be funny if in the chorus, it's revealed that 
oh, this isn't actually a song about Invader Zim. It's a song about someone who feels like Invader Zim mm-hmm. and is just obsessed enough with the show to, to reference it, which, again, is pretty much, the, that's the plot of every early Rain and Adam song. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, we're obsessed with TV, so Murder, She Wrote. You know, it was a song about a guy who breaks up with his girlfriend and, you watches, know what I mean? Yeah, watches TV. TV. That's that's pretty much the plot of every early English song. Like, yeah. my girlfriend left me, I watched a lot of television. And it's kind of like the snake that eats itself because why did your girlfriend leave you? Because I was watching too much television to pay attention to her. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. Well, it's a great song. Enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, have you heard from Jace? Did, what did he think of it? Oh, you know, Jace very much, you know, I believe his initial quote was, this makes me very, very happy. Cool. Um, and he's uh, he also, as we, you know, uh, we haven't, uh, you know, brought brought uh, ink and paper into the transaction just yet. But, um, you know, he has uh, talked about wanting to do like a seven inch single of all these reward songs. I was going to ask show. if you were going to put all the like, if you're going to do like versus more evil collection or something. Yeah. Like that. Well, we had, we talked about doing like kind of what we were going to call evil versus. Um, okay. But, you know, whether this ends up being that or whether this is just kind of a, a seven inch single. Uh, you know, we've got three songs right now, and and you know we're working on. Uh, I don't think, uh, you know, uh, we're doing a, a you know the top layer uh, mm-hmm. song. If we can talk about that, we're going to be doing a folk song army, which is looking like I submitted. Uh, again, we're going to work with Jeff again on that, and uh, we submitted a demo that it's it's like a ska reggae version of folk song army, so it's going to be very different. Um, so it's not a folk I'm, song, but yeah, okay, exactly. Sure. Well, I mean, as he as he himself <laughs> said, he was Neither originally the, the original. Yeah, he was playing it on an 88 string guitar, you know, yeah. um, uh, you know, it was kind of ragtime, but, um, you know, we're pretty happy with how the demo came out. Um, and so, you know, if we can get that done, uh, you know, like it would make sense that, you know, we can maybe include that and do like a four track single or something. Um, or maybe not, maybe it'll just be three, you know, we'll, uh, but, uh, but we're pretty, uh, you know, pretty excited about, uh, how, how all these came out to be honest. So. You know, cool. Well, yeah. that would be awesome. So, do you guys have anything you'd like to plug? Um, uh, yes. <laughs> no, actually, I um, uh, let me. I gotta check my. Oh uh, uh, yeah, the weekend of June ninth, um, Aaron and I, uh, my wife Aaron and I, in our little little uh, our little side project called Via Bella, we're going to be performing uh, during what's called the Festival of the Living Rooms, which is an online concert that we'll be giving. Um, I know it's taking place that weekend. I think we're going to be performing on Saturday the 10th, but I haven't gotten the, we haven't gotten the actual schedule yet. Um, so unfortunately I can't, but if you're familiar with the festival of the living rooms, uh, you can certainly look that up online and, and, uh, you know, it happens, I think it's every six months. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, the following weekend on the 17th, we're going to be doing another, uh, online show, uh, this one in conjunction with the faithful sidekicks. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Yeah, happy to do so. Uh, hopefully, we'll have something. Hopefully, we'll have the folk song army ready at some point uh, soon. Uh, and we'll of course put that up on the font when it's ready, and we'll see you then. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Take, yep. it easy, Take care. Bye bye. Making the internet absolutely ridiculous. Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org. Port 8027. Please hang up and try again. 
This is the part where there's feedback. 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 You know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. <laughs> feedback. <laughs> And there's no feedback this week. You know what that means. Hello, Devo. Hello, Luke. Baramon here. I'm afraid there's no feedback this week. No feedback at all. I know how frustrating this is, with you going through the effort of crafting an intro for everyone. So now is the time to remind them to subscribe. Use that Prime subscription if they have one. It's free. There you go. That's a good boy. Have a biscuit. Damn it! All right. Let's do... Oh, hey, I thought of something else to plug. Okay. Uh, yeah, I because, you know, time works weird in my brain. I totally forgot. This is a thing that happened in the past week, but for the first time in 20 months, uh, there is a new episode of Luke and Carrie's Bad Rapport. Oh, yeah, there uh, is, isn't there? I listened to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, after the show's over, I'd like to know what you think of it. <laughs> um, come to think of it, I gotta, I gotta ask Kyle if he's listened to it yet too. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, um, part of it was recorded at MarsCon, part of it was recorded over Zoom, uh, just basically it's, you know, if, if you listened to the show before, you know, you know what to expect. It's me and Carrie talking, Alex is in it, there's lots of comedy songs, uh, hopefully she and I will get back to doing uh episodes every you know few months again because you know that's what i would like to do so yeah but go to badreport.com b-a-d-r-a-p-p-o-r-t.com and give it a listen and if you feel like it uh feel free to leave us a comment uh at the website so that we have comments to read the next time we do the show so there we go teasing he's a teasing kind of guy now you have a job yeah teasing tomorrow is tomorrow's song is by a new artist and you're just gonna have to wait and see who it is it is not trick fireman unfortunately did you hear me when i said that earlier in the episode i did not when did you say it when back when we were talking about the anime titles and uh joe was talking about like oh in the english oh yes 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 and i said yeah the u.s executive like just call it trick fireman and You're right. It, it okay. Seemed like you didn't hear me when I said I that. I did. I yeah. I, it didn't register. Sorry. It's okay. All right. Um, Tuesday song is by the Right Reverend Jarvis T. Hornswoggle. And uh, this week's Spotify playlist topic suggested by Draconis is barbecues for Memorial Day. So I will get that set up right after the show. And uh, Ukla the Mock is at uklathemock.com. Joe J. Thomas is at Joe's dot, Joe's Dump dot com. And that, as they say, is that. You got anything else? Nope. Let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. I'm Devo Spice. I'm Luke And it was Ukla and Zim. Zim. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. You can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific at DementiaRadio.org. And join us in the chat. Or subscribe to the podcast feed. Look us up on iTunes and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefunk.com. The Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Shout it to random people on the street. 
And be sure to visit thefump.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week where you'll hear Luke Ski say... This Monday, listen to me on the Virtual Comedy Show. It's Memorial Day. Because that's when you want to put Luke Ski on the Virtual Comedy Show. On Memorial Day. When people are all doing other things. Yay. I'll be a great adventure. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.